Can we do? Um, I'll give you two choices. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, there's two that I think... Um, that I like I've- how you're presenting that as though it's a generous thing, but in the infinite canon of human ideas, you're picking two things that you like and I have to pick one. Look, Chris. Like I'm in control. <laughs> that reminds me, I'm going to tell a quick story <laughs> just before we start. Maybe my sister, she's so funny. She's... Did I tell I probably told you this last week already. I, know. T- I haven't told the audience, so I'll tell them. And plus, it's a good bit. Chris forgetting anything he's ever done on the podcast before is one of the valued bits of our, of yeah, our I'm listeners. So I'm so sure. sorry. I, I don't have good executive function. Um, she was, she's just moved to New York and started a new job. She's in fashion. And the CEO came up to her and said, Sophie, I want you to review everything that we sell and, you know, give me 10 ideas for, um, yeah, for what, for ways to improve it. And she said, I'll do you one better. I'll refine it to a top five. And she said, fantastic. That's a great idea. (laughs) So good. You did. You told me that story last week, but off mic, I'm pretty sure. So great. So good. A genius. She's so funny. Too bad geniuses rank so low on our list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I would just- Two ideas you're giving me. That I want, you know, both that I want to self-implicate because I both think that they're really good. I think both of them are really good. And um, let's see if I'm wrong. So, I've, I just keep going on about calibration so much over the last like 15 episodes in, and I've become obsessed with it as an idea. And we can find it, maybe there's a less obnoxious word for it. I just mean the idea of like adjusting and- uh, adapting. Reflecting, adjusting. Yeah, yeah, maybe even adaptation. But um, yeah, so there's there's that and we can work out the idea for it. Or um, a couple of episodes ago, I said that I wanted to do intersectionality soon just because I think, um, again, I my default on it is that it's good. Mm-hmm. But I think it could be um, interesting to kind of interrogate both of them. I, just off the back of our last episode, am keen to do adaptation. I feel like it's... Um yeah. Great. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it is great, but we'll see. Let's see. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. This lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas. Take them to the bank ideas. Welcome, one and all, dear listeners, to the Rank Idea Podcast. Rank Idea Podcast? I'll do you one better. Rank ideas. Uh, we're ranking all ideas from the human canon in an ever-expanding list from best to worst. I'm Nick, I'm the Chris. host. Uh, with Chris? Yeah, true. Uh, of rank ideas. You're adapting. I'm, I'm just going with the flow. I'm just slinging with the thing, in, as they say, from now on. <laughs> That'll Yeah. If we could just pay the Braden boys to throw that in there. <laughs> It'll, Man, it'll catch like fire. I mean, I, if I could send a tenth of my income to the Braden boys. Um, oh, you're not on their tithe list? I, I just, it's, you know, you know how many people are beating down the door of the Braden boys wanting to give them personal funds of their own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're smarter, better. You can't begrudge it in any way. More yeah, harder working. They're going to do more with they're your gonna, resources than you are. Exactly. It's a fact. Um, so, adaptability. Define it, Chris. Adaptation. Uh, adaptation or adaptability? Which one? Which one are we looking at? Maybe adaptability is um, uh, you know, whatever the same thing. Wasn't yeah, it's, it's true. I like the, I like adaptability as as because you know it's the in terms of ranking ideas. Um, sure, it's it's like, in terms of you know it's it's because it can be both a it's a state it could be a state or a trait. Okay, so it's the cap- capacity to uh, respond to a situation and change. According yep. to whatever. Adjust. Calibrate. And yeah. yeah. And I mean, and again, because I think adapt- saying adaptability specifically is kind of good because 
adaptation is a thing that we can just observe happening in yeah. in the world around yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, in more like, neutral state. That's it. There are there are biological processes that feature adaptation. Well, we're ranking the value of yes, yeah, the idea of it of obs- yeah. of taking that observation and um, apl- you know, codifying it as an idea and trying to apply it as uh, having it as a thing that you could apply anywhere and at any time. Well, look, I'm sorry to be the fuckwit that always does this, but I feel like you know the start, like it's such a core element to um, the function of life adaptability. It's literally the de- definitive trait of you know evolution and. Um, you know, where it's sort of mismapped as survival of the fittest. It's not nothing to do with fitness. It's got no. to do with adaptability to the situation. So, That's it. Um, so, you know, we live in a ever, ever changing world um, where many things are hostile and you don't know where those things are going to emerge from. And many things, there are many opportunities to be exploited. Um, <clears throat> and the greater any unit or collection within that has to respond to that, to exploit the opportunities and avoid the pitfalls, uh, the be- the the smoother the more successful it's going to be in whatever it's trying to do. The thing that I observe most of all in life, I think, is just you know, uh, as as a story uh, of what's actually going on, is just the law of unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Like things are hard to predict, hard to control. There's you know so many inputs of of stimul uh, of stimulus into all systems. Systems are complex. Stuff's just going to be weird all the time. And also, you know, like, even though obviously in our lives, in our local lives, there's all kinds of predictable things that just happen again and again. But yeah, like the over time having, you know, having an idea that it is a useful thing to be able to do and a good thing to be able to do is to be able to adapt to new stuff. Because I mean, the obviously the straw man opposite is just saying, no, I will have um, an unbreakable code of behavior and viewpoint on the world. And I know what's going on and nothing can rattle that. Um, you know, it's, you can achieve a lot like that. You can achieve a lot like that. And people have, they're doing it right now. It's, it's going on every day, but yeah, but really, I mean, a, they're just probably there's my, my judgment is there's a level of cognitive dissonance required for that where people yeah. are just, people have to create, they're working over time to create a story that they haven't, that they're not change, changing or adjusting, but really they're just, they're just having to rejig the story to re they're just having to re rationalize around their underpinnings, which probably doesn't always lead to the worst outcomes, but you know, it's. You can watch a US president do that by the hour. And you know, men like, as, I don't know. For me, it's almost comforting having an extreme case like that in the world yeah. sometimes because it just shows you that that's what that's what everyone's doing all the time. Yeah. And belief change blindness is a strong heuristic in the human brain, so people can change their mind without changing their mind really easily. You know, yeah, can, right. You know, like it's one of the we all do it. Like none of us have a good objective perspective on when we've changed our mind. And if you have a story that's consistent, you can check all of the details can can change. Like. Um, it's sa- in the same way, it's a thing that makes things like uh, guru and leadership cultures so persistent is that people, if you take someone on a journey, you don't have to have actually created any change. You just have to have given them the feeling of being on a journey and um, they'll feel like something worthwhile has happened. But uh, the opposite of that is that people can have been on a strong arc of change, but as long as they've got rationalization tools, which the human brain is a great one of those, um, you can... Uh, Yes, if if I if if I just need to believe that I haven't changed my mind, mm-hmm. I can I can work out a way to do that just by changing. I can even if it just means I change the definition of certain words um, from what they used to be, or, or or I just selectively forget things that I used to believe. Like we're really good at that. 
all of which suggests that adaptability is happening anyway, you know? But yeah. It's, it's just a junky, mismapped, inefficient version of it when we're trying to well, not, sometimes not adapt. Sometimes you're forced beyond the point where you, you're incapable of not doing it, but at other times you can like proactively do it to take advantage of um, whatever lessons you may have learned or, you know, the information stimulus you, you're getting and, and receiving and um, responding to. And I find that sort of the worst points in my life have been where I've been late to do it or refuse to do it, to, to adapt to, you know, adapt my narratives or, mm. or sense of self or whatever to, you know, what are plainly situations in front of me and information I need to integrate. I, a, f- a friend of mine um, who, is a really brilliant um, theatre maker and um, just story mind. Um, I'm right here, Nick. <laughs> it's not you, Chris, um, but it's you are. Me. You. <laughs> you're good at good not that at, adaptable. <laughs> it's like, Can't integrate all the information, Nick. It's do you re- out there. Chris, do you not remember your own last theatre show? <laughs> I'm right, and I always will be right about this specific thing. <laughs> oh wait, was that an ironic title? I, I admit, I slept through the show. <laughs> you um, were in it. <laughs> people loved my performance. Yeah. Um, no, I was talking about my. I said fr- it was believable. <laughs> indeed, I was talking about my friend Rachel Roberts, who um, I've often consulted on theatre stuff that I've made because her story sense is so keen, and her uh, one thing that she's really great at is getting to the heart of what the question that a show or a story might mm. be asking is, which is only one way to construct a the heart of a story, but it's a good one yeah. often. And she did a show one time where she was, I was just sitting with her having coffee, asking her how it was going, like developing the show. And she, um, she was like, oh yeah, I've worked out what the central dramatic question is, which is, you know, kind of theatery term. Um, and she's like, yeah, it's, it's uh, the, the question is what, what things do I know? Do I have to move beyond to get what I actually want in life and to be happy. I'm paraphrasing her, her thing was more adequate. As in, what she's saying is, what are the things that I absolutely know that are actually garbage and wrong? Right. And, you know, uh, have to, and, and which of them do I have to and can I move beyond them? And to me, that um, was a nice little moment of revelatory articulation in in my my life in terms of being like oh yeah a lot of it just comes down to that is just we a lot of us just spend our life absolutely knowing stuff as a fundamental fact and it just isn't it's wrong and um we would be and it wouldn't matter except some of sometimes this stuff just means you're having a worse time in life in terms of what you care about and what you want and um you just need to you just need to move beyond it. And I mean, that's a real extreme. That's maybe the the human extreme of what adaptability means, which is literally being like, okay, the absolute underpinnings of your sense of the universe might have to change or be uh, deprogrammed or unpacked. Um, and that's hard. Um, and that's why most people don't do that. They just either stay, they stay in that absolute knowledge, um, even if it's hurting them, or they find ways to just sort of hack around it to sort of adjust the edges of the idea in a way that makes them feel like they haven't had to challenge the, yeah, the f- essential truths. And I feel like that's all of us to some to some degree because it's it's difficult to do and Absolutely. often very painful and particularly when you're often fighting against the weight of, you know, the aggregate social knowledge or, you know, the culture that you're within. and um, The larger societal truths, which are just flatly wrong. Ex- yeah, exactly. Um, and so it's difficult, but I feel like that, like if I think about the the, the failure to do that, I, I, like I could would talk about that as like disintegration, and mm. um, you know the the inability to reconcile um, the 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 feedbacks of the reality that you're getting with the the, the behavior and sense of self that you have. I feel like the, the more disintegrated someone is, like that, the the less. Um, 
the less terrain they have on which to um, connect to others and to connect to their own life and to connect to the world and to um, to 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 build the things that can be really you know satisfying to have in life. Yeah, yeah. and again, it comes from understandable places like yeah, e- of ego, ego ego protection or just selfhood insecurity. But that doesn't mean pain that, protection. Yeah. yeah, so that doesn't. But again, the the outcomes are, are still often, as you say, like negative outcomes. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's not a recrimination for people being like that. Like everyone is like that. That's it. I, and everyone like, has faced different experiences as well. Yeah, I'm like that a lot. I've also, but yeah, I've also found that any my, a lot of my processes of working counter that, like m- moments of unpacking that stuff in my life and and of finding finding ways to push on and challenge and rewire like my fundamental assertions of what life is have been useful to me. Have been good and you know have have led to like satisfaction and pleasure and a sense of transcendence. I also think it's something that we're incapable of doing alone, like like almost yes, anything. Yes, ex- 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if I think of sort of like the oh, – I, I was about to say to, to delve way out of like, you know, my um, – Pea patch? What is what's your zone of expertise? For me, it's not patching peas. You're um, so, uh, like uh, theater shows about theater never shows. changing your mind. Exactly. To go very far from that, you know, like um, if you think of diagnoses, like you know, borderline personality disorder, I feel like that's sort of like a stark example of this. And it, you know, it's um, you know, the common trait is I believe that is that people have experienced severe trauma to to you know have to hold on to certain narratives or fragment in in that way, um, and. What are we discussing again? <laughs> the, the bare minimum, I mean, re, re, separate to any specific diagnosis, there's like yeah. the idea that, yes, that sticky traumatic um, or just, you know, like formative experiences for humans create truths for those humans that yeah. that become their sense of how things work um, and may or may not be accurate. Yeah, and and life will inevitably question them at certain ones of them at different points and the, the more capable you are of like- receiving that information and responding. Yeah. That's the adaptability we're talking about. But I, I think like to get away from the, um, even just the individual sense, like, you know, the collective. We've, we've jumped into a very heady yeah, a version deep of end it. of the pond. Whereas, you know, a lot of what's great about adaptability is just a, as a simple mechanic in everyday life. I mean, it just, yeah. the reason I wanted to rank it is it just kept coming up across, epi- across different yeah, ideas. Yeah. The last 15 episodes or so, the idea of just like when we looked at stuff um, like taxes or stuff like, um, you know, it's academia or just a bunch, you know, so many seemingly um, not directly related ideas, um, you know, it's even when we when we looked at morality and the kind of limitations around that, you know, things that um, seem to give you ability to just adapt or things that had adaptive, like just adaptation and adjustment and calibration kind of embedded into them. Um, there's just so much appeal in terms of being able to just go, oh, okay, this isn't working. Let's try it a different way. Or- yeah, I don't know. It just makes, I don't know, if learning is at all good, and we haven't ranked it yet, but I, I'm i instinctively warm to it. Um, if learning is at all good, adaptability really is just the practical expression of learning. Like, what is learning? How is learning actually expressed or employed if you're not using it to um, change and adapt? To your, inform. To, yeah, yeah, it's to a inform higher your form actions. of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wish I had it as a higher value in my own life. Adaptability. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll leave this podcast with that. It's interesting that reflection. That's an interesting from my perspective because I th- I think uh you know from someone like me who's you know uh, in in a lot of ways a very a kind of risk averse nester. You know, I'm I'm just you know I've stayed in I stay well, in. We're one doing l- this very podcast from your room. Exactly. <laughs> we stay in, but you know I like I tend my my observe 
behavior over years is I stay in locations for, mm-hmm. you know, long periods of times, multiple decades, and I just build environments and then, and then slowly kind of like machine the environments to be more and more to my liking as I gain more influence and um, control over this, those environments. Um, it's a very safe way to do things. And it is about, it's about, adap- it is about adaptation, but um, as in, I'm always looking at stuff and being like, how can it be, how can I make this even better for me specifically? Um, the, uh, but yeah, from, for me looking at someone like yourself who, um, yeah, from my perspective, will uh, pursue new situ- pursue new new living situations or creative projects or relationships in, in a relatively gung ho way. Um, the idea of like my assumption is that those is that doing that just requires adaptability moment to moment in in certain ways. I mean, I guess it's yeah, in some ways and not others, but yeah, but you know, just like anyone, I've the narratives I hold on to too tightly, or you know, the the things that I struggle with that I outside of my control that I don't let go of and you know mm. yeah I, I think um I, strangely more and more like the the metaphor that keeps coming to mind is not a metaphor it's a literal example the changing in the NBA in the past you know five years where um the games all become about um three-point shooting where previously sure. it was you know a, a, a lesser percentage of the arsenal like there are players that have that were previously very good only in in, in the paint, you know, scoring two points. And yep. there are players that were like that that have learned to shoot threes and, and now have had sort of career um, renaissances, you know, explosions. in them, you know, yeah, explosions, some, but some who would otherwise be out have just upped their tool kit and, and brought in this. And I feel like that's just such a simple um, example of the virtue or cost of, you know, failing is, to be able to It is good to raise situation. that idea of the cost, yeah, because you have – I mean, fa- fundamentally, when situations change, you have people who can adapt and people who can't. And you can't – it's all well and good to say be adaptable, but there are – like sport's a great example where – and what might be a relatively um, sudden and arbitrary change to conditions will um, – like will fundamentally preference some people and, other, and not others. And so – And if you're preferenced out of that system, adaptability is still good – still critical because you can hold on to it and be like, oh, I would – you know, if I was playing in 2008, I would be just the best player in the world. But, you know, like, sure, hold on to that. See how much that exactly. serves you. That's or why be like, you know what I'm going to do? Set up a, you know, something else in my life. This is why, This is why. again, this is another reason why fairness is in our bottom 10 ideas yeah, in the list. Yeah. So, suckful. But, yeah, it's – but, yeah, I do think uh, – raising that and talking before about people who have ex- extreme mental health states that make it hard to mm. um, calibrate. Like, it's, it's worth noting that you can hold up – you can hold up adaptability as a venerated um, trait and I'm comfortable with that, but it's not the the same level of it isn't going to be accessible to all at the same time. No, no. It's an idea that becomes much better and more powerful with what I imagine will be top ideas like compassion and care and, you know, generosity, which is already up there. there, Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, conditions and conditions that ameliorate the worst aspects of um, resource inequality. Yeah. Um, which this list will do because um, we're ranking everything in perfect order. Um, but, yeah, the idea of um, – yeah, I mean, sport is still a fun example because, yeah, I was thinking for me like when um, uh, the the about a decade ago there was like it, in my sport, in wrestling, there was like a bunch of international rule changes that very specifically oh. advantaged 
me, like the ah, way, great. as in, you know, not in some sudden miraculous. Um, Nicks get a point. Yeah, exactly. Um, but more like as in the specific way that I wrestled was suddenly a bit more advantageous for scoring points and whatnot. And, you know, again, I, I didn't, there was, I did nothing right for that to happen. It was just a, yeah, just a thing. And so it was less about, adap- that was less about adaptation and more about like sudden advantage. But, um, that I do, but you can adapt to you can adapt to sudden advantage as well. Yes, and fail to adapt to sudden advantage. It's true. Yeah, you could fa- like I could have failed to recognize it. Mm. Um, the advantage I could have failed to. Um, yeah, and certainly could fail to maximally capitalize on it. Um, and also, you know, I've had other situations in my life where conditions on the ground have suddenly changed in a way that on paper has disadvantaged me, but um, being you know being in a position where I had the time and space mentally and emotionally to adapt meant that ultimately things that had, first seemed like they were going to be worse for me turned out to be at least as good or better, you know, mm-hmm. like work, work situations changing where I'm like, oh, okay, this on paper, I'm going to be disadvantaged here um, income wise or work condition wise. But actually what I do have is space to stop and think about this for a bit. And I bet I could work, you know, I can adapt to this in a way where it will actually work out better. And, you know, part of that is just um, in terms, in terms of basic, um, but you know, uh, fundamental truths of the universe. Like I'm, I'm a default optimistic person, you know, like I have a, you know, my chemical programming and conditioning is such where I'm always jumping in a, in a crisis situation or a disaster situation. Personally, I'm always jumping to, okay, how is this not that bad? And the thing in terms of unpacking fund your fundamental approach, a, a thing that's been useful for me to learn in life is that sometimes that's not an optimal response. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's you it for me it usually is in most situations because of the lucky sort of life I'm leaving but sometimes particularly in terms of being of having care and curation of the other of yeah. the other my other life relationships yeah. like in terms of taking the best care of other people and progressing what my relationships are sometimes it's it's optimal to be able to sit in an in assessment of things as just being bad like of just being able to be like this is a disaster provide space for that expression exactly provide space for that expression for others and, you know, every now and then um, also just allow that as a thing or, you know, or at the very least not feel, not jump straight to the, um, it's, it's like, I can, I can optimize this is actually the best thing that ever happened, like about everything all the time. Yeah. But um, just more on the core of adaptability, I feel like um, so many of the lessons, like if you look at the lessons through history from like business, you know, war, um individuals like like it's the the like it's a winning trait you know yeah yeah which you know again doesn't doesn't mean that um that those winners are always going to be the people you're most fond of to observe but yeah like it's a it's a you know it's i mean when we talk about people like we literally have the trait maladaptive you know in terms of uh, when when people have uh adapted in ways that aren't where we go, oh, that's led to quote unquote bad outcomes. Mm. Um, it's still noting that the ability to adapt is going to is a strong trait. As in, if if something maladapts, it's still we're like, wow, something's the wrong thing has happened really successfully. <laughs> yeah. As in, yeah, adaptation is a strong. It's just such a strong tool. Um, I do feel in terms of where I, my hunch of about where it'll go on the list, I feel like it's a classic one where it feels like a high ranker, but also it feels like a classic one where the best version of it involves also is also defined by which ones you, you have above it, you know, elev- I can't, I further. just can't think of any negative traits of it though. Like, um, not, not really. Yeah. As like, again, if, as, like if so, yeah. Maladaptive. That's still not a description of that's it. 
It's not again. That's not um. Maladaptivity is only bad if it's fixed. That's which, it. In which, by which case, it's not adaptive. It's a good point. And and also, yeah. To me, the closest I can, the closest answer I can find to is the idea that it's not always accessible to everyone to the same extent, which isn't the which isn't really a critique of it. No. And can be. And again, our our gaming, our correct gaming of the list can help that. It's not like we ranked lunch, you know. Yeah. Low because some people don't get the same good lunches. Totally. Um. So someone sent me to a cheap place for lunch the other day. It was twenty three dollars. Did that to you? And I thought that's not. Oh, cheap. they. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, it's and it's really cheap. It was twenty three dollars. Was the cheapest thing. Shouldn't have. I demand better access to lunch. Yeah, shouldn't have um, lunched while Canberra. Yeah, um, exactly. Listen, um, the okay. So, like I said, it's like for me, it'll be about which of our best ideas um, are going to make adaptability mm-hmm. better by still being above it. Um, so let's do it. Let's take a burn through the top 10 because just cause I don't think we've verbalized the top 10 on the yeah. list lately. It's pretty fun. So starting from, from number one and going down to number 10, we've got at number one, we've got currently sharing. Nice. Then friendship, mm-hmm. jokes, mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. generosity, mm-hmm. self-awareness, mm-hmm. hanging out, cooperation, art, mm-hmm. consistency mm-hmm. is our top 10. Jeez, I think it could sit in there. Un- right under cons- right under consistency is competition, and then true or false under that. It's way better than true or false. I think it's better than competition. So yeah. So I think we're wow. talking we're talking top ten. Uh, I instinctively had it above art, but I'm happy to obviously interrogate that and put it anywhere I, where it fits. I think it's better than art, and it's better than consistent. I really like consistency. Yeah, but, yeah. But of yeah, course, consistency gun- is great. That's it. But I feel like. Let me put it this way. I think a version of consistency that exists in a frame underneath a frame an umbrella framework of adaptability is a better version of itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's the thing now we're finding the sweet spot where like what what makes you know, what will make uh we want to find the ideas that make adaptability better. Well, I thought that story, um, you know, friendship, cooperation. I mean something uh, like cooperation. So cooperation is right above art. So that's Yeah, yeah. I think cooperation makes adaptability better. Yeah. Could, yeah, I mean, cooperation is such a strong idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not just we're not we're not we're not flinging with the shit munchers now. This exactly, is, this is the, the big dogs and uh, yep. Yeah, do, do you? Um, it's a, that's instinctively good for me, like as well, like because just a couple above cooperation is self awareness, yeah. which I also think makes adaptability better. Yeah, um, yeah. Self awareness is a, sort of like a broader function of it. Uh, it's false multiplier again. It's it, hard. It's hard to have good adaptability. You're, you're adaptable in the way, like my dog is adaptable to stimulus without being self-aware. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't do a great job of it. I, I think it just makes it a better version of itself. Yeah, yeah. In between cooperation and self-awareness is hanging out. And, like, I, I think that hanging out is when I've done, like, again, hanging out is the thing that uh, most ameliorates the mallet. Like, what I was talking about before is the only time when I fuck up my adaptation sometimes is when I go off too half-cocked, when I'm like, I have to adapt to this right away. Bit of hanging out time. Hanging out is your fuel for all the things above it exactly. as well. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, that would that would uh, bump it. That that puts it in pretty high if we put it right under the cooperation and over art. Two, four, six, eight. It puts it's new number nine. I believe it. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, it feels great in there. I'll adjust in time. <laughs> Adaptability. Thanks for joining us on this uh, listening journey and um, we look forward to seeing you next episode. I love you. What?
Did you say that to everyone in the room but me? I was talking to the cat that's been in here the whole time we've been recording. Hi, Bobby. I love you. Oh.